I'm news columnist John A. Torres, and welcome back to Wild Florida, where we take a look at the, <clears throat> ahem, unique and sometimes scary wildlife that Florida has to offer. In this episode, my coworker Jessica Saggio, who I've seen totally freak out when a bug crawls across her desk, takes it to a whole new level when she recounts her interaction with a Florida predator. Here she is. I will never forget it. How could I? The amount of terror I experienced that September evening was off the charts. I seriously may have had a mini stroke. Cue the horror music, Rob. I want this to sound dramatic. Rob's our producer. Isn't he great? Oh, and I'm Jessica Saggio, a reporter and columnist here at Florida Today. Anyway, back to the story. It was about 9 o'clock at night when I walked in from a long day at work with my 9-month-old baby. I came into a dark house, flipped on the lights, and did the usual haul of baby gear from the car. Where's the dang dog, I thought. She's usually right here to greet me. Something seemed off that night. I couldn't put my finger on it, but that whole mother's intuition thing was really kicking in. Whatever, I ignored it and continued doing my thing. But then I heard the dog barking. Oh, there she is, I thought. She probably wants to go outside. Whatever, she can wait while I get all of this done. But the barking continued. Wait. No, this was different. She wasn't just barking, she was growling. Um, yikes. I have one of those dogs that doesn't growl unless there's a murderer or a wild animal present, and hopefully not both, so this meant business. I stopped what I was doing, scooped up the baby, and peered over our sectional. In the corner, the dog was in attack mode, paws down, rump up, eyes glaring, and three feet from her was a snake. I repeat, a snake inside my house in the middle of suburbia. Let me describe to you where I live so you can picture why I was in such shock. You know at the beginning of the show Weeds, where they show the little boxes on the hillside? Yeah, I live in one of those little boxes, basically. All of the houses are fairly new. We have white fences, perfectly mowed lawns, and an HOA as strict as Soviet Russia. So you can imagine my horror stumbling across something more than a fly in my house. Back to the snake. So it was curled up in a ball, its head extended and hissing at the dog. But even more frightening was the very, very faint buzzing sound. Wait a second. Does Florida have rattlesnakes? No way. That's some Wild West stuff right there. I must be dreaming this up. I snapped a photo, and my flash went off, and the snake jumped, striking at the air. Whoa, I am not about this life. <clears throat> I posted the photo on Facebook because obviously Pixar didn't have it, right? Plus, I needed reinforcements. I had a baby. I am a baby. I am not wrestling a snake. And then the comments poured in. Looks like a little diamondback rattlesnake, a friend wrote. <laughs> What? That looks like a rattler. Be careful and burn the house down, another said, half joking. I mean, burning down the house seems somewhat feasible, but we were out of matches and I kind of like this place. I panicked and dialed 911 because that's what I was taught to do in kindergarten. 911, what is your location? The operator answers as I say something along the lines of, um, so I don't know if this is an emergency or I'm being a big wimp, but there's what I think is a rattlesnake in my house, and I have a baby, and my dog is keeping her distance from it, so like, uh, what do I do? And then they called animal control. About an hour later, animal control got there with a giant pair of what look like salad tongs. I'm guessing it has a more technical name, but you get the gist. The woman, like it's nothing, picks up the snake, walks out to the back porch, and releases the poisonous feller right into my backyard. 
my backyard. Um, kind of wish she would have taken it a little bit farther away, like to, I don't know, Wisconsin or something, but that's neither here nor there. She did, however, confirm it was indeed a pygmy rattlesnake, a poisonous snake native to the state of Florida. So much nope. A rattlesnake was in my house. A rattlesnake. And you best believe I made that animal control officer go through every room of my house to check for more snakes or an entryway. Nothing turned up, and to this day, I have no idea how that snake got in. Of course, I had Samuel L. Jackson's Snakes on a Plane Level Dreams for about a month, but through all of that, I realized something I probably should have learned a lot sooner. Whoa, we have some crazy snakes here in the Sunshine State, and even living in the middle of a cookie-cutter subdivision won't keep them away. I mean, I should have known this, right? This is the Sunshine State, home to alligators, sharks, Zika, hashtag Florida man. Of course, we have snakes, and a lot of them. There are about 50 different kinds of species native to Florida, says reptile expert Rhiannon Bonine. She's a conservation educator, large animal handler, and trainer, and runs a business called Roaming Reptiles. It has locations in Florida, Louisiana, and California. She's also the in-house herpetologist at the Dinosaur Store in Cocoa Beach. There are six venomous. Six. We have okay. the eastern diamondback rattlesnake, the coral snake. We have the copperhead. We have the canebrake rattlesnake the dusky pygmy rattlesnake, and the water moccasin are our six venomous snakes. And I know everybody thinks water moccasins are deadly. They are not. I mean, granted, I don't want to get bit by one. Right. It hurt real bad. I'd probably wish I was dead. <laughs> but it won't kill me. <laughs> but those are just the ones native to Florida. Add in what's infiltrated into the state, and things get really weird really fast. Just ask Mr. Google, and you'll see reports of wild anacondas, cobras, pythons, and the python thing is actually a huge issue. They're eating our native species with little competition, and it's totally throwing off our ecosystem. Want to know who their only predator is? Got a mirror handy? Yeah, it's us. There are over 300 species of invasive plant animal. The issue that everybody is consistently talking about is, of course, the Burmese python issue with uh, what's going on in the Everglades. And the numbers... It, it, depending on who you talk to, regardless of what they do, if they've worked with FWC or if they're just biologists who are out there tagging these animals, they can't give you a true estimate on the amount of pythons down south. They're very hard to catch. They're very hard to see. They curl up into little, they look like little cinnamon buns. Gotcha. So, so what is the guesstimation of, of that issue? Anywhere How big between 30,000 to 300,000. And that's around like 20 some odd snakes in a square mile. Um, Rob, hit the music. And we aren't talking about the little buggers you find in the garden. Burmese pythons range in size but can grow as much as 20 feet, plumping up to about 250 pounds. And Florida is like the golden corral for these things, an endless buffet of prey in the perfect warm weather conditions. The New York Times described our issue as the snake that's eating Florida. And that's why we have things like the FWC Python Challenge. Even though Rhiannon wasn't really that impressed with the program, it's made national headlines and has sparked new programs that encourage residents to hunt the snakes. Were those hunts effective? I don't think they were very effective at all. Now, um, I, I applaud FWC for even attempting, but they could only find 104 of them versus the anywhere between 30,000 to 300,000 they think there are out there. Oh, but there's more. 
Ah, yes, of course there is more. There is always more. This is Florida. There is always, always more. Just on the Space Coast, we at Florida Today have reported on multiple cases of loose anacondas. Anacondas. Yeah, seriously. Reports from Titusville all the way to Palm Bay have come out about the gigantic beasts. There have been two anacondas. One was um, towards heading towards Orlando on State Road 50. And then I believe there was a smaller one found in Palm Bay. And a couple years ago, there was a very large green anaconda around airboat rides at Midway is where the animals found. So these anacondas were likely someone's pet then that got loose. I mean, It's possible. I mean, I don't want to say it was somebody's pet because, again, you're not supposed to own that snake. I don't know if it was somebody's pet or if it was the illegal pet trade situation because when you have a conditional species in the state of Florida, you are supposed to put a microchip in it. The good news is the anaconda thing isn't nearly as big of an issue. You probably won't find one slithering down the sidewalk or sunbathing in your backyard. What is an issue, though, is environmental disturbances that are causing snakes to seek refuge in residential neighborhoods. Nick Rigo is a member of the Coast Guard over on the west coast of Florida near Ruskin. He lives in a new development of houses built right smack dab on top of land that was once a habitat for all kinds of animals. Since moving there last year, he and his neighbors have had some scary encounters that they've really just taken into their own hands. They've created somewhat of a brigade of neighborhood snake hunters to tame the issue. Well, since I moved to the Tampa area, we moved into a fairly new residential area and surrounded by like farmland and all these new houses being built up. So all these different like snakes, bugs, birds, anything you can think of is just getting moved around and disturbed. Me and a couple of my buddies were sitting in our backyard having some beers. One of the neighbors was yelling that he had a snake in his yard. So we're all just sitting there. We're bored. So why not? Let's walk over there. We walked over there and uh, this guy had this water moccasin cornered in his fence, like in between these two houses in the fence. And uh, one of the guys walks over with a pellet gun. And then you got me with a shovel, another guy with a rake, and we were like chasing it, trying to corner it and not get bit at the same time. We end up pinning down like this three and a half foot water moccasin. And the one guy takes the pellet gun and just, as I'm holding it down with the shovel and he just pops one right in the head and just another snake in the backyard and we killed it. And so we all posed with it and took a photo. Nick's wife, Kim, sat quietly shaking her head while he told this story, griping a bit about the part where he mows the lawn in his bare feet. It's just scary because having small dogs and not knowing what's in your backyard and you can't see it because the grass grows so fast with the rainy season, it's terrifying. I don't want my dogs dying. And then our neighbors all have small kids and they're out there playing, just picking stuff up. They're a funny bunch, full of personality and, well, beer, according to Nick. But what he's experiencing isn't uncommon across the state. But most don't have the guts to take matters into their own hands, and Rhiannon says that's probably the better road to take. Don't kill snakes if you can help it, she says, because it's far more dangerous to do so. If you try to kill one, you're giving it a reason to kill you. Snakes don't like wasting their venom, she says, but they will if they feel threatened. So what do we do now, other than sell our house and move to Canada or somewhere where it snows all day? Obviously, these snakes are among us. I've had a rattlesnake in my house before. Oh, yeah. How do we coexist? There are several things that you can do. I would suggest not killing them. The closer you get to an animal that can kill you, the easier it is for that animal to kill you. There are reptile people among us. Sometimes they end up in your house. It's not intentional. They don't know that's your house. What should, what, like, what is the 
proper process if you if you run across a snake in your home or a shed or wherever. There are snake catchers in the state of Florida that'll come out and they will come capture the animal for you. Uh, you can, obviously, you can look them up online. There's also a really good resource. If you're on Facebook, which most people are, there's a website or a Facebook page you can go to. It's called What Kind of Snake Is This? Florida. On that page, if you go and post that picture and say, hey, I don't know what this is, they answer you immediately. I mean, we always, you get an answer within the first five minutes of posting that picture. And some people who are trained with venomous animals, well, if they're close enough to you, they'll come and remove that animal for you. But part of our snake problem is misconception, she tells me. Snakes aren't the villains. They don't mean to get in our way and are just doing their thing. I mean, you do you, snakes. But what happens is rodents or other types of food lure them places that collide with our world. Remove the temptation and they'll be on their merry way, she said. Regardless, there were a few myths she wanted to clear up. Myth number one, the state isn't infested with snakes. Although Florida has some crazy snake stories to share, you won't likely run into a snake unless you're really looking for one. At least that's been her experience. It's about as likely as coming across any other animal in the state of Florida. You know, you might be lucky enough to see them or unlucky enough, depending on <laughs> your feelings towards them. But my suggestion is to just kind of keep an eye out. Myth number two, snakes don't usually chase you. Another myth, rattlesnakes don't have nests or eggs. So if someone tries to sell you one, tell them they are hashtag fake news. As far as how to avoid snakes, she had one solid piece of advice. Don't stick your hands down holes they don't belong which seems like some pretty good advice in general. Rattlesnakes will live in dens among each other. That's actually a very important thing for people to know. Gopher tortoises, one of the main reasons they're so important is because up to two to 300 other species of animals share their dens. And one of those animals is a rattlesnake. So do me a favor and don't stick your hand in gopher tortoise holes because chances are it's not going to be a gopher tortoise in that hole. If you do get bit by a snake, don't web empty it. Get to the hospital right away. There is a universal anti-venom that is life-saving in these situations. I would definitely go to the hospital, regardless as to whether or not it is one of the ones that can technically kill you in the state of Florida. If it's a venomous snake bite, you don't want to lose a hand or a finger or a foot because you got bit by something and decided, hey, you know what, I'm not going to go to the doctor. And it's not likely that it will kill you, but it still potentially has the power to do so. So it's always safe that go to the hospital. And that's all for this episode of Wild Florida. You stay weird, Sunshine State. I'm John Torres, and thanks for listening to Wild Florida. That was Florida Today reporter Jessica Saggio. You can follow her on Twitter at J-E-S-S-I-C-A-J-S-A-G-G-I-O. On our next episode, we'll hear about an annual migration of clawed creatures that looks to some like something from War of the Worlds. For more information on these critters and web exclusives, please go to floridatoday.com wildflorida or pnj.com wildflorida or our other participating sites. Wild Florida is brought to you by the USA Today Network, Florida.